As we enter into this Advent season, we know that all is not right with the world. Whether the not right resides within us, our emotional or relational world, or maybe more broadly, in our churches, our neighborhood, or the wider world around us, we have an unsettled feeling that something just isn't right. We feel grief, we lament, we feel anger and protest. We feel a deep longing as we engage in a hurting world and with our hurting selves. How long will we wait, O Lord? If Christmas is the ultimate celebration of our joy, then Advent is for our longing. Falling to pieces, engaging Advent, even when all is not right with the world. This is Amy Bratton, and my piece is called Emotions Transposed. The texts for today are Genesis 8, 1 through 19, Psalm 124, and Romans 6, 1 to 11. In the sparkly season of Christmas, I often feel out of sync when life is stressful or dark or just full of emotions. I know that Christmas has been full of happiness for many people, but sometimes I just feel the pressure to do Christmas right when I can't muster up the requisite joy on my own. December is dark and cold in Saskatoon. My introversion gets exhausted by the extra social commitments of the holiday. Keeping a decorated Christmas tree looking just right when I was single and living alone was so much easier than with small children in the house. This time of year can just be hard. In the last several years, Christmas seems to evoke so many more mixed emotions. In particular, the presence of death and grief during Christmas seems so out of place, but death is all around us all the time. It feels like this has been an intense season for grief in my social networks, from fatal car accidents to swift cancer progression, from miscarriages to the expected, though not without emotion, death of elderly grandparents. In addition to the deaths in the last several weeks, I've been mourning alongside friends who've marked anniversaries of deaths or remembered again that they're moving ahead in life with events which their loved ones should have been present. Maybe this ubiquity of death is why the metaphor that Paul uses in Romans 6 makes so much sense. The desire to be resurrected with Christ flies in the face of death. For if we've been united with him in death like his, we certainly also will be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. When I reflect on my own sinfulness, I do desire for sin to be dead. I am, but am I willing to go through the process of dying? Do I really desire death and resurrection? Couldn't I just skip the death part? In the last year, emotions have been big in our house. As we learn more about our boys, we learn more about ourselves too. And as I search the wisdom of parenting books and blogs and ask friends for advice, I'm often turned back to my own emotional experience of parenting. Why is it that the intensity of their emotions and the stubbornness to have their own way is matched by my own frustrated cry? Why can't we just do it my way? 
And we do all this on less sleep than we need to function in a calm, rational, patient way. Parenting has been the hard, one of the hardest things I've ever done. I've never felt like a failure as often as I do as a parent. And I'm probably not actually failing all the times I feel like it. For the most part, my boys are happy and healthy, but I also know there are things I do as a parent that I'm disappointed when it turns out that way. I grieve the loss of an ideal of who I thought I would be as a parent. I grieve the loss of the imaginary children I thought I would be called upon to parent. And yet, there are moments when the simple joy of leaning into the person in front of you, even when he's a preschooler who you have very mixed emotions about that day. Emotions are a funny thing. Just when I settle into it being hard, there are these moments where emotions fuel the connection I long for. Emotions themselves aren't the enemy in our household. They're also part of the song we're writing as a family. If we can allow the hard emotions to be transposed into a new key, that harmony will be much richer. Joy as we tickle and giggle and dance. Admiration as my child learns a new skill or expresses care and concern for others. Love as we cuddle reading stories and say bedtime, prayer, bedtime prayers. Maybe the beauty which emotion brings to relationships is part of that resurrection in Christ that Paul was writing about. The presence of death and fear and failure is transposed through Christ into resurrection. May the longing of Advent, thick with grief or sorrow or death, shift into the anticipation of Christ coming again to bring life, a life that does not deny death but transposes it. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Oh, come, oh, come, That mm-hmm.